Welcome to Shardcast, the Brandon Sanderson podcast. Uh, here there's a bunch of mega fans of Brandon Sanderson bringing you the news discussion, and of course, a whole lot of opinions on Brandon's work. Uh, joining me today is Ian. Hey, I'm Weary Rider. And also joining me is David. And I am Windrunner on the forums. You sound so excited. You sound so excited. I'm always excited. excited. Yes. Because Stormlight Stormlight 4 is in 2021, so I've just got to like keep thinking about that every day. Other than that. Oh, is is that the news? Is that the news that it's I don't know if that's actually true. That's just what I'm assuming at this point. Well, I mean, yes. When Brandon gives you a range on when stuff comes out, choose the the top upper one. He's good, but he's not a magician. Words of Radiance will be in 2013, guys. 2013 uh and oathbringer in 2016 anyway i'm chaos and today we're very excited uh to talk to you about white sand volume 2 aka in my opinion white sand mo assassins mo political intrigue that's that's what this one's about uh <laughs> it, it's accurate it's accurate you know it is it's, yeah it's that's what this one's about uh yeah if I had a phrase that I could come up with right now, I think it would be White Sand Volume 2. Well, it's not worse. <laughs> and, like, that's what I've got. Like, yeah. that, that was my general reaction. It's true. It, it isn't, like, immensely worse. That's true. It's true. I agree. Let, let's talk about our general impressions of White Sand Volume 2. Uh, there's not really much news this week in particular. Uh, so we'll just we'll just get we'll just get right into White Sand. Yeah. Um. Of course, we're recording this, and then right before this gets posted, there's going to be some bombshell yeah. news that no, we right. have no idea about. <laughs> no, oh, that's true. That, that is true. Ian, what did you think of this one? I think that from a quality standpoint, it was an improvement from the first one. From a story standpoint, it's the middle third of a. Brandon Sanderson book. It doesn't have the interesting beginning and it doesn't have the exciting ending. It's just the, the beginning was so interesting too. But yeah, it's yeah. Like yeah. Brandon very specifically will never split a Stormlight book because it's like you get all the horrible stuff without any of the payoff, and the th- yet that's exactly the what thing he gets is here. though with something like Words of Radiance and Oathbringer. Like if you split it into thirds, it actually would be reasonable when, you know once you yes. started structuring it like a trilogy yeah yeah right like this, this is like, like well of ascension climate. kind of <clears throat> except it's no conclusion parts. yeah it's the bad part it's the middle of well of ascension right exactly <laughs> uh david what did you think um i i loved it no uh it, it was <laughs> Tur- turned around it all turned around for you yeah I, i'm a big fan now no i think that there were some good things uh I enjoyed, I think, ultimately, the art style change that we'll discuss later. Uh, I'm still not really enjoying the characters or feeling like I'm authentically understanding like the decisions they're making or the way the plot's moving, which no. I felt like I understood yeah, I better. And, yeah, that's yeah, true. I, it, just, it, it feels very much like somehow they went back a draft from the White Sand prose that I read to like a previous draft where it was not wow wow that's kind of that's kind of burns holy crap i I didn't mean for that to be as me as it sounded but i'm just not (laughs) a huge fan of it 
I, I'm just now imagining the artists and the people from Dynamite listening to this podcast and just seeing like these sick burns. Uh, yeah. If you're listening, the I'm sun, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Hire us. We will like be good consultants to make it better. <laughs> you can fix it in the, in the third know. volume. It'll be fine. There's still enough I time. I don't. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I didn't like White Sand Pros. Uh, I mean, don't I, hire I, Eric. Yeah, hire like. <laughs> Look, we're going to get into it, and it's it's, it's going to suck. I'm going to have the exact same complaints about it a year and a half later when we talk about White Sand Volume 3. But no, I'm with you, uh, David. We didn't really have any... We didn't have too much Kenton uh, inner monologue, which really made you, like, understand what he was thinking, which I kind of liked, personally. Yeah. Because here there are just things where I said a thing, then... I'm making a a different decision, and then I'm saying this other thing. And John Akron and Cinder also like we 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 know who they are. We know what they look like. I think it's consistent in this one, but no character development whatsoever. They're they're hey, just one, there. At one point, someone said John Akron's name, and, and he someone was on, said Cinder's name. I think page. it was yeah. once. I think it was once. It was very exciting. Uh, yeah. So yeah. We do see Chris doing science, though, so that was nice. Uh, that, Big plus. I mean, it, it it did look cool. No, I like I I genuinely enjoyed it. I think just the characterization is pretty weak right now. Like, yeah, I couldn't, I, I I couldn't describe know. a character to you from this very well. <laughs> not not really. Um, my opinions. Uh, this really not a lot was important here. Like, I don't know. As- I think it's important for the ending to have the impact. It, it's a lot of build-up, not a lot of res- um, payoff. Yeah. Resolution. Payoff. Yeah. I mean, yes, but uh, on White Sand Pros, and oh, we, we will talk about White Sand Pros uh, spoilers just up through Volume 2. We're not, we're not going to spoil the ending. We, we do know the ending, and I don't think it's going to change very much, judging by this. Uh, I just had issues with White Sand Pros, and I don't think any of them are fixed. There's nothing, nothing, none of my plot issues with this entire story are fixed at all. And I just think the story's much more interesting actually in the desert, rather than we're in the city doing stuff. Like, wow. Great. See, I guess. I, I don't the think... De- the desert is the desert. Yeah. But. I... Wouldn't necessarily say that your issues with the pros are actually issues and are more just oh, things you don't like. Oh, we're going to talk about it in White Sand Volume 3, and I'm just going to go on a 30-minute diatribe on what I know is coming. And I know it is, and I'm going to go back to White Sand Volume 2, and I'm going to be furious because there is a part, and I, I just know it's just a panel in this is going to be a complete waste of time when we get to volume three, just like totally worthless. Anyway, uh, cool. But I mean, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't like slow. It was a reasonably speedy read. Uh, I think if you read like all three of them all in a row, like it it wouldn't, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't be like super upset, but I I think it will be a lot like wheel of time. Where towards the later books, as they were coming out, people complained a lot because it's like, I waited three years for this and nothing happens. 
But like if you read them now in like in sequence, it's there's no big deal. It, it's like sure. They're, sure. It's it's much better. Yeah. As we said in our volume one podcast, the real thing is going to be if we have to wait a year and a half for uh, volume three, then that's going to be a problem. Yeah, because I feel like expectation slash like excitement was super low. And like super as of recording, recording this, like it has nine ratings on Amazon. Ooh, ooh, yeah. Ooh, ow. It, yeah, it's at a it's at a. It, it's nine, but it's at a three point one there, and like a three eight on Goodreads. So like, it's not really cracking Brandon's top five. Yeah, see, it also wasn't advertised particularly well. Yeah, no, because not at the, all. Amazon posted erroneously. They posted a release date for like last July, which <laughs> that's right they was never confirmed. But no having Amazon keep pushing it back because they just made up a date mm. really I, hurt things. I like the yeah. part where they pushed it back and they thought, you know what would be the best time for this thing that we don't know when it's released? The day of Oathbringer. Brilliant. Just, just a great plan. Really astute, Amazon. You're, you're on it. Yeah. So let's let's get into it i i know well, we just sound too excited but do we want to discuss the cover first yes david you wanted to discuss the cover yeah. i think the cover looks silly i was not a huge fan of the first cover because as i said previously it looks like the dark side or spirits are just looking down on kenton fighting <laughs> but at least something was happening you know like there was some sort of motion going on the screen Ah, uh, true this looks like Kenton is in some sort of like pop band that doesn't like each other very much. Like they're all they're all looking different directions and like not oh not my smiling. God. Yeah, like it was also interesting that they included Drile, who shows up for a grand total of two pages. I yeah. personally love uh, seeing these characters literally just to remind us that they're there. Well, Drile, we we did get an actual scene. With, yeah, with I just Drile that. I didn't, you know, I didn't even yeah. register that's who that was until right now. I'm just like, oh, another sand mage. I wonder who he is. Well, yeah. no. Well, that was the problem in volume one. We didn't know who Drail was for like yeah. half of it until they're at the DM. I'm like, oh, that's supposed yeah. to be Drail. Okay. Like, I would have liked to see Delius in place oh, of Drail there because Delius has a much larger role in volume two. And he's a character that has character traits that you understand and he's yeah. funny and amusing and yeah and a pirate <laughs> yeah a european pirate so that's that's one of the issues that we'll rapidly see that the tech level makes no sense in lasand nothing makes sense here yeah. there's a horse i don't know if you guys noticed that there was a horse it's not like we traveled the curla on things that are not horses but apparently they have horses and carriages and also more lampshades and a ceiling fan. No radios, though. That's only in the desert when they're in, uh, you know, doing their ceremony uh, for the sand. In a tent. Uh, I mean, look, we gotta, gotta keep that clear here. The radio's only for special occasions. Oh, yeah. Sand. Yeah. And the other thing that I thought was a little silly was just the part names. And I honestly, like, I don't have no, I bear no ill will towards whoever had to come up with these because I would not have been able to do a better job. But sometimes I mean, I'm just it's like... True. My assassins, what? Like that's that's the chapter two. My assassins, <laughs> they don't belong to Kenton. Like it's that's it just sounds odd. The all catch. the other ones, 
What did they? What did they catch? I like this uh, one. That he the fights hunt. the deep sand lion. Was the hunt? Yeah, right. They, they caught but, the carrack. The they didn't catch carrack. it. They killed it. Yeah, it's a. You know, I, I, I have never heard goes. someone go hunting and be like, "Guess what I caught yesterday? Look at this deer." Oh, all right. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Good point. Good point. Yeah. yeah. So considering we're in hunting central, David, like you, our two states, I know. very in the hunting in I know. particular. Yeah. I, a huge passion of mine. I yeah. like the chapter title "Party Politics," which also is uh, a story mission in uh, Guild Wars Two. Great. Huh. Look at that. Like, little... Oh, very great. Eric's back on board. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> All right. And then the end is chapter six about turn. Oh. I think I. I think I get that one. It's it's him helping I mean, I... people as a sandmaster. I think oh, that's okay. what they're trying yeah, there, to there, do. There, there, that one makes there's sense. There's some meaning. There's some meaning. There. There is. Some all right so let's dive into chapter one uh we're gonna go through uh the summary and then we'll talk about some uh bullet points of discussion that we have and so chapter one we start right where uh volume one ended and volume one ended with kenton showing off his sand mastery to chris and Chris is very upset about it in this. And uh, yeah, they, they're talking about that. And Chris is really pissed off for like three chapters about it. Two chapters, at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, oh, Kenton lied. And I don't know. Sure. Uh, then Ice informs uh, Kenton that she's to be his protector, which uh, goes super great. Uh, because Ice does not make it, does not hide the fact that uh, she hates him and all Sandmasters. And uh, Kenton does realize that he should be more respectful and not be overly antagonistic towards Ice. What a mature decision. Then uh, we get Kenton and Arik. Uh, Eric, I just, I'm sorry, I can't. That's not how my name's spelled. I'm not going to pronounce it that way. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just not. I'm not going to do it. I'm sorry. Uh, they're they're discussing the DM's debt because as we uh discussed last time, which was not clear in Volume One, but very clear here, Sandmasters just take crap because they're they're they can just steal stuff, but everyone else keeps records of what they take, and they owe because theoretically they're supposed to pay it back eventually. They just wonder, never have. I wonder why uh, they ne- no one ever got discouraged. It's just like, why do we bother tallying this up? Or maybe just for like their losses, I suppose. But <laughs> I mean, you could think of it as the only act of rebellion and annoyance that you have. It's like, well, someday we'll get them We're back in one them. of these centuries. <laughs> uh, I wonder if they adjust it for inflation, because you know, as we know. We have horse carriages, so sure, they could have a stock exchange. Who the crap knows? <sighs> um, that, that's the opening scene of Volume 3, actually, is them and the Lawson and stock exchange. I don't, that's Trying not a to thing, make money in the stock market. I'm just no. saying the tech level makes no sense. But uh, there, there is a line where uh, Arik mentions autonomy again in bold, which, I don't know. Uh, do, you, do you guys like that? I do not. Like... It just feels like it's beaten over the head for me, but yeah. maybe that's I'm because we're just ambivalent. In the like they're like, taking away your autonomy from all sides. Like, okay, 
sure we get it yeah it's a shard here. I, cool i mean i feel like it'd be it's not like in mistborn they're always going we have to preserve it you know like <laughs> like right uh, it's a little tacky right there's a little there's a little more in stormlight but honor plays a much heavier role so you know yeah yeah a little bit yeah yeah uh and so they have this debt and it's uh 700,000 lock lack whatever um and then coming out of uh, volume 1 Kenton has to meet uh all the profession heads and that is what this is about we're going to meet all the profession heads it's going to be just a rolling adventure of talking with the profession heads uh some of the profession heads are are interesting there there, there are some good parts but Yep, that's what we're doing in this book. So, hope you like that. Uh, and I do. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> but we start with Kenton meeting Delius, who is, in fact, really good. Yes. And for some Ma- reason, looks like a pirate. Yeah. Delius is definitely my favorite character in White Sand. Yeah. He's for the Lord Admiral. That- you will eventually find out in yeah. part three. Mm-hmm. I love how there's a Lord Admiral when uh, most of the continent's a desert, so it's great. It really it's makes because sense. they have the one river in I mean, all of the yeah. continent. Like, this sure. is very important. Like, this is not sure. a big deal. No, I know, but like, sorry, when I think of admirals, I don't think of, hey, we have our one river. Yeah. It's, I, Eric I get wishes it. Taldane didn't exist. Yeah, I get the it. helm <laughs> is the profession for um, trade over water. Yeah, what else really are what you going is. to call that profession head? All right, fine, fine. This is not an issue. Fine, but for some reason, he looks like a pirate. And when we're there, uh, Delius's chambers, it looks like we're in uh, Britain. For some reason, sure, why not? We're in a Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Uh, you know where uh, that. You know, that East India trading company guy, like, oh, yes, we're... we're, we're Lord Cutler know. Beckett. Yeah, right. <laughs> has like, the greatest uh, death scene ever. Like, I don't understand the Lysandon culture at all. Just, See, I have if, no understanding of if I, what this is supposed rem- to be. Like, remember rightly, I feel like the place that he, that Delios, like, actually lives, like, has a different aesthetic, which is, like, mentioned in the book, that, like, the style there is slightly different, and maybe they're trying to, like, bring that out in his chambers, but that's, like, my only thought here. It just brings me out when it looks so not like different. A, yeah. it, it doesn't feel like another world. Like, the best part about Brandon's works is we're moving to another world, and it feels different, and there's a different aesthetic. But no, we're, we're not in the desert. We're in a city with horses and fans and lampshades, and we're in Mistborn Era 2. Sure, why not? But in the desert. It's in the desert this time. It's very different. But I don't know. Uh, sure. Uh, but Delius is very fun. I think your issues are more personal and less actual issues with the book. No, I look. I was technology one is real. The the, technology one, yeah, but like the aesthetic, like that's it's it's just hard for me to wrap my head around. Oh, the Darksiders were very technologically advanced. We have guns and things, and wow, look how cool we are. When it's like. Oh no, it the these guys also feel exactly European. Cool. Like, except for Ice's uh blow dart 
weapon thing, the the air-powered thing. The Zinkal? Yeah, there's not a great deal of things in Lasand that's like, ah, yeah, I'm really getting into this culture. Because when the Darksiders seem European, I don't know. That's, that's what I thought it was supposed to be, so it just looks incongruous with what I expected this to be. Okay, that's, that's fine. That's fine. Again, Delius expectations. Help. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess my expectations are colored from Chris just coming in and those early Chris viewpoints are like, ah, these, these people who aren't very technologically advanced. That was her whole perspective. And so it's just, mm-hmm. it's just very weird that it's yeah. very European pirates. And so, mm-hmm. But Delius is funny. He's really drunk all the time, doesn't care about anything. He'll vote uh, opposite of the Lord Merchant, which is good. Lord Merchant's a jerk anyway, uh, as we'll see. Uh, and and Delius is really fun. Uh, then uh, Kenton meets with the Lord Artist, and Chris uh, basically uh, decides because she needs Sandmasters to fight on Darkseid due to the dynasty and stuff. I guess she has to help save the DM, and so she's gonna be Kenton's uh, person who's a little more tactical, tactful to help with negotiations, which is good because she's a lot better at it than Kenton is. I'm surprised she hasn't asked like anything about like a Sandmaster's like martial capabilities because she hasn't really seen him do anything aside from pick That's people up. Really and set true. Them down. That is but. really important because we do see martial capabilities later, but Chris isn't there for that. She doesn't even know what they do. Or how they work Kenton, at all. And like Kenton kind of doesn't write at this point either. Like he's, he doesn't really know how to fight a Sandmaster even. Well, I guess he, no, he can fight, uh, he can fight regular people. That's fair. He knows how to do that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see that later. But, uh, well, also from Chris's perspective, it doesn't matter that she doesn't know their martial capabilities. Like if they're gone, like she'll never know. So she has to like true. make sure they persist. Mm-hmm. I guess. I would, I would just like have, confirm that they were able to fight before i started like really <laughs> digging myself in you know i mean it's a good point chris's plan is not well fleshed out here uh but i mean it does make sense for her to help in that context uh we meet the uh lord artist there and uh they come up with a plan to repay their debts it's very fun and exciting um but i mean we get chris and kenton developments so that's nice uh, then we learned that the Lord, uh, General, uh, Lord Rogant. Regent. Regent, sure. Uh. I said Rogant, but yeah. Sure. Uh, is out in the deep sands, and so, uh, Kenton is going to go, uh, there. And then Kenton's gonna do research to determine who the DM, uh, owes. Lots of other money because the Lord Artist uh, only is owed like 150,000 lakh or something. And then the Lord Farmer is like the other 50,000. Do we see the Lord Farmer? No, No. not yet. He's not a big part of the story. Okay, that's fine. No. That's fine. I guess that happened off screen. Uh, And so that's what happens in chapter one. Uh, There are some nice improvements uh, (laughs) in style. Yeah, like uh, one thing I I did, it was a, like a nice subtle thing. But if you look carefully at um, pages where there are multiple languages being spoken, these speech bubbles are like tinted slightly. Yeah, based on what language they were speaking. 
Pitchy. What do I guess they're speaking Lysandin. Lysandin and Lysandin. dynastic. Yeah. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that. I yeah, did enjoy cool. that too, and it's nice that the dynastic is blue because apparently, uh, all, all Darksiders only wear blue. So great, cool. Um, but no, Chris wears red. Oh, what? does wear okay, red. But for the on most part, side. for the most part. Oh, and I guess uh, John Akron or Cinder wears orange in Chapter Six too. So right at the very end, uh, either so, or, one yeah. of the two. Uh, I I know it if I see him, which one it is, but. Can't remember right now. And there's kind of an interesting part where Delius offers Kenton a drink because Delius is drunk uh, and is trying to show that he doesn't care, basically. And Kenton refuses booze because uh, it does strange things, apparently. <laughs> what? Do you think Which, it's just like the dehydration? I don't know. That's kind of I, I, I think so. That's probably... Because, hey, it's liquid, like, this should hydrate me, but it's, it's alcohol, so it actually dehydrates me. Yeah, so it's like, that is interesting, because, like, in the other magics we've seen, like, typically, like, alcohol gets, like, purged, you know, like, when it's mm-hmm. used by other people. And, like, it's not like they're getting invested, like, themselves very much in any way, but, like, mm-hmm. I don't really know what else it could be, you know? Well, the generic alcohol being purged is more from, uh, like, basic healing abilities that yeah. come, mm-hmm. like, like counteracting yeah. poison. Mm-hmm. I mean, so yeah. that's like the only interaction I've seen with magic and alcohol, and that clearly doesn't apply in this case. Yeah, so I, I, don't really I, know. I think it's just the dehydration, really. Yeah. That, uh, I mean, maybe it'd do something weird, but yeah. I, I think, I think it might be harder to control spe- the ribbons, you know, possibly. Yeah, but I think it's specifically relating to the fact that your personal water hydration levels is very important for this. Yeah, they, they, mm-hmm. they just had that one drunk Sandmaster at one point, and he got, uh, he then, got weird. And <laughs> he got weird. He he overmastered real quick. Uh, mm-hmm. there. And then another thing I liked is that with the graphic novel, like we don't really have to adhere as strictly to viewpoint because there's yeah. a couple scenes that of like Delius that if we never would have seen from. Kenton's perspective, mm. like if we were in third person limited, like the book. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, you do get to very easily do uh, a pan out with uh, seeing a character who's not a viewpoint character, mm-hmm. just, uh, straight up. So, yeah, that's nice. Uh, there was a part where Delius was looking very uh, sinister, uh, but maybe that was later. I forget where, but yeah, yeah. Um, I I think that's the implication there is that. There's more to Delius than yeah, sure. You might otherwise suspect than the yes. drunken fool. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Right, exactly. Um. Oh, I forgot to mention one thing that kind of annoyed me was that uh, when Kenton was showing off his sand mastery to Chris, they all like had this embrace, and I was like, oh my god, they should not romance. I would kind of be upset if they romanced. Did, did you not get that indication from the pros? Because that was always my understanding that they were yeah, getting... They to, were, they were getting, like, yes. they were heading towards a couple. Like, I mean, I don't get that from Chris in this at all. No, not from, not, not from this, no. At I just, this point, no, because okay, she's yeah. still hung up on her fiancé. Kind yeah, of, but she right. also believes he's dead. Like, yeah, much but, more strongly than she did in the pros. Yeah. Oh, but, that's right. And in the pros, she was like, maybe he'll be alive. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that'll be more in chapter two. But yeah, yeah, 
You're totally I think, right, though. I think that they are really, I don't know. I always thought that they were, I, it's the trope where, you know, like the two people hate each other, they end up together, which I do not like very much. Not so I'm not really. Also, main male character, main female character. Yeah. Th- it, that's the trope that they'll end I, up together. I guess that's what we'll get, I guess. But, uh, Without, wouldn't that be crazy if Kenton just like shows up in a random book as a world hopper? Like, hey, I'm I'm Chris's husband. What's up? Yeah, I don't <laughs> do much. Yeah. <laughs> I can't mess with There is a square named Kenton Square in Era One Luthadel. I there is, don't yeah. think that is a reference to Kenton from White Sand, but you know what? Maybe that's that's I, possible. I can see Brian repurposing it a little bit, or just like a little like wink at it, you know. I mean, I guess Kenton is a pretty European name, so it makes sense that they're uh, European. So sure, why not? Um. Yeah. Oh, this is the part where Kenton was gonna be nicer to Ice, and Kenton says something mean, and then immediately the next page comes back down and apologizes and thinks he should do better. Uh, which I don't know. I found that annoying. I I think Dave and I both like this. It's basically like he's doing the thing he always does. Yeah. Which he always did when like he wasn't an important person. Like he wasn't in charge. Yeah. But like now that he he was now that he's in a position of power, like he does his instinctual thing and then like realizes like, no, I can't do this. Like I have to be better. So he goes back, apologizes. And tries to be better. Sure. Yeah. I think this is like the flip side of the coin on having, like, you don't have to adhere strictly to viewpoint, but you also don't get the viewpoint. So you don't see Kenton, like, coming to that realization. You see Kenton going, I don't like that tract. And then, man, I was mean to her. And then he just turns around and leaves. Like, Like, you know, it didn't didn't feel as authentic. Yeah. Like, I want to read it because Eric's like, who's that? Kenton, no one of importance. Kenton. I just did what trial would do. Uh, shot that woman down because of what she represents. And you know what? That's not going to be me anymore. And then he goes back and apologizes. But that's an internal Whoa. monologue thing he Whoa. should have. He should. He Whoa. shouldn't. He's, he's just a- explaining his thought process and then walking back. Like I just like that is a it feels hard awkward. 180 there in that one dialogue bubble. Like, oh, uh, it, it didn't really. F- it felt to me when he's coming back, he wasn't feel remorseful. Like, oh, I did what, uh, I gave what she deserved, and oh, that's what Dryal would do. So I should come back down. Like that is a really big one eighty, really fast. I, I like the I, like the concept. I just like I just feel like it was awkward him like explaining his rationale out loud, which he kind of had to do almost. Sure. Mm. But, but they did this in volume one, where they they had him do plenty of internal monologues. So, yeah, like that's not a thing they can do. But it's sure. specific because Eric was talking to him about it. So like, I mean, of course he spoke yeah. it out loud. Like I mean, I don't I don't, I don't like, have an no. issue with him speaking out loud. I just think it's a fast 180 and everything just feels fast and you don't really get a lot of the character motivation in a lot of this. So when you have I feel like it's what Way of Kings would have been without Adolin, because as we know, Dalinar had issues as a character when uh, he thought he was insane, and and he basically put all the thoughts of Dalinar being insane into Adolin, so Adolin was voicing that 
uh, you know, insanity angle and Dalinar uh, felt stronger because of it. And I don't know, it, it, it makes sense that Kenton would do all these things, but it's just really fast. I don't know. I guess um, that's fair. I don't really understand the difference between Daysider and Darksider technology level when their, their clothing looks pretty similar and you'd expect... They're, they're, sure, there is cultural uh, intersection, but I would still feel like they wouldn't, I don't know, they, they wouldn't wear such similar styled clothes. Yeah, and I feel like, right. one of, like one of the themes of the pros was kind of that like Chris looked at their culture and dismissed it when in actuality like, their technology had progressed differently and to call another group primitive was right. not something that made sense. And they've kind of, <laughs> that does not seem to exist as much in this, which makes me sad because I did, I did enjoy her whole like realization coming That's through That's the whole that. concept of why the expedition to, dark, to Dayside is cool. Because that's cool to see the intersection of cultures, and they just don't feel that different at all, really. They, they only feel different when we're in the desert, but in the city, they just really don't feel very different to me. I'm surprised know? I like the desert so much, because I feel like they're walking around in the sand. Like, I don't, I don't see the desert as a very, like, I don't imagine a lot happening there. Sure, but uh, it's more that... It's different rather than, hey, this is another Brandon Sanderson book where we're in the city. How different is the city going to be? Not very. Really, Brandon does you know? love his urban settings. He d- I mean, I know he does. I know he does. But I, f- I just feel like the differences of the dark sider and day side culture are feel minimal, especially when everyone seems to wear European clothing all the time. Mm-hmm. That's that's my issue with it. Someone should probably not be a European in this clash of cultures thing. And the Kirstians don't count because we don't we don't see too much of it. Yeah. Well, I think a possible explanation is that Los Andin is heavily influenced by Darksiders. It does have a large dark side population. Sure. sure. So it makes sense for like there to be similarities. Whereas the Kirstians, who are more distinct and more alternatively technologically advanced from the dark side are more distinct i feel like they should have said that or drawn attention to it in some way if that was the case because that's like a reasonable viewpoint but they should have been like oh man i didn't realize how much culture mixing was like that's something that chris would remark upon because chris was really surprised and the dark siders seemed pretty secluded i mean that's just their center i mean obviously People marry darksiders because his dad did so it's it makes sense but Especially given that stuff in the prose, I don't know, uh, because the whole oh they're so primitive over here, like I don't know that was a cool- well, has has Chris actually said oh they're so primitive here? In no, the they haven't. Novel? No, they haven't. Okay, that's true. Then- that's true. I, thought, I know. I, thought I know. She made some reference to them being in like maybe I'm wrong. I thought that she made some reference to them being in the Sword Age in this, but I could be missing. No, not definitely not con- in Volume Two. No, I uh, meant Volume One. Oh, uh, I don't. But I, don't I have, I have conflated the two in my head quite heavily, so it's possible. That's I don't think nonsense. she said that explicitly. Yeah, I don't think so. Not that I recall. But I, I don't know. It. it yeah. Uh, it's it's not explored particularly well, but. Then we get to chapter two, My Assassins. Oh. Uh, which, now that you mention it, I didn't really have an issue with it at the time. But sure, I, 
I guess it does seem a little weird of a title. But at the he he's attacked by uh Kirstian assassins. Um and they have stuff made of Turkin, which is impervious to sand mastery. <gasps> oh no. Uh yeah, it's specifically like there are certain sand things that are impervious and they found a way to derive that whatever makes them impervious to it's sand mastery and apply it to other stuff. Yeah, it, it at least in this part, it seemed like the armor, like maybe the carapace was made of it, but then later we see that there's like an oil mm-hmm. too. Huh. Uh, well, I think they dissolve it down and reform it, it was okay. my understanding. Okay. But right. I could be okay. incorrect. Uh, I mean, we didn't really quite get that here, but uh... That might have been from the pros too. Well, I think that's also Kenton has no idea what's going on with these. It's just like, I can't affect them with sword mastery. No, he, it's he, Turkin. Right, yes, that, that's, that's mm. what he does. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, he doesn't really understand what's going on. So no, it's he, not he, just, he just knows clear. it's Turkin. I guess, like, the sand would just turn to black if you, they touched it? Is that, is that yeah, what I it's believe That's so. how it's supposed to work. We did get some black sand in this. Yes, we did. But it's still pretty weak, in my opinion. <laughs> like, I just have trouble telling what's happening when like the sand turns black i'm like i can see like black stuff on the screen but i'm like i don't see it's not obvious if we didn't know that the sand was black that it's supposed to turn black and later they mention the sand turns black which is i'm glad they mentioned that but that really uh you know wasn't super obvious i recall like in this scene too like especially it seemed like a lot of the sand mastery and maybe later as well just like I couldn't tell what was happening. It's just like a lot of glowing around Kenton while he was like standing there, like like an explosion of light. And then you'd be like, oh, he got him. There's like in in this art style, there's like what looks like flies around him as he's glowing. And I'm not sure what that's supposed to represent artistically. Like it looks like a bunch of flies flying. I think it's like either sparkles or like bits of sand floating did around you, him did you forget the sand flies from the pros version Eric? No. <laughs> sure look put more weird stuff that would be on Nayside side that wouldn't be european yeah. i'd be cool with that i'd be super cool with that um oh sorry before we talk about the assassins we do need to mention that there is a ceiling fan in the lord masterl's office because you know it gets hot in the desert i mean it makes sense we got to have a ceiling fan what's it fueled by electricity that we haven't seen sure why not Maybe Sandmaster power technology. Like, who knows? Maybe they there, figured it out. There's just sand. Just yeah, it's like it all day long with like a <laughs> yeah. ribbon of sand. No, 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 no. Uh, below that's the DM, entirely possible. Below like, the DM, they have like a giant uh, wheel, and you push on it with sand mastery to to fuel the turbine. Easy. That's why Kenton doesn't want to be a dim fan. That's all they do. They just push the sand to make the the, the ceiling fan spin. So then, uh, oh, Ice comes in, fights the assassins uh, with Kenton, uh, and then uh, they defeat the assassins. We realize they're from uh, Kirstia, and the Akar is trying to kill them, basically. But you can only ascend eight assassins a day. Sure. Uh, Eight assassins every other day. Oh, every other day. Yes. You get a day off, you know. It's nice. Yeah. Hang out, chill. Yeah, right. Uh, and Ice doesn't like Kenton. Uh, we see Aloran return, who had a little bit of screen time in volume one. 
one of the other sandmasters. Um, yeah. he wasn't a mastral, but like he was high up in the hierarchy. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't. He helped low. run it. Yeah, but uh, he's like blue fingers almost. Like yeah, he sure. Oh, yeah. Like he's not super important. Uh, Chris meets with uh, the lady judge, uh, who recommends that she speak to uh, Nilto, and then Chris goes to Nilto who will not help the DM, but uh, gives her uh, Givaldan's belongings a ring and a pistol. And then we end the chapter with uh, John Akron bringing doubts to Chris about Bayon, which kind of came out of nowhere, really. But, I mean... This, this singular piece of foreshadowing they decided to throw in there for that. <laughs> yeah. Um... So that's that's what we got here. Uh, oh, in addition, we get uh, more lampshades as well, uh, mm-hmm. generally. Uh, still not understanding the tech level or electricity. Cool. Uh, oh, one thing that was really weird to me is that I thought in Volume 1, Darksiders were swearing by Shella. Mm-hmm. I but then Kenton was swearing by Shella. Lots of people swear by Shella in this. And so I'm, I'm just really? confused. Yes, that happens okay. many times. Kenton mentions Shella when the uh, assassins are attacking, and I felt that to be very incongruous. Which, with Kenton, there's... Yeah. Like, he, what, he is half Darksider. He could have gotten that from his mother. But if True. there are other daysiders, there were. It, which... it was it was mentioned a few times, I think, uh, which okay. felt it, weird because you'd mentioned yeah. the Sand Lord instead, right? Which Kenton yeah, did a... in Volume One. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he it's only Chris in the prose who says Shella or the Darksiders. That's their thing. I don't see any instances of Kenton yeah. saying it. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's, that's interesting. Weird. Yeah, yeah. That is kind of odd. Uh, Let's see, other things. Did anyone else think that, and I didn't mention this last time because he looks the same, that Nilto is kind of a weird-looking character design because he just looks like an injured Tuscan Raider to me. Like, yeah. He looks like a mummy. He's supposed to be like horrifying, but he's just like so wrapped up that like I'm just like, what is this guy? Like, he's like a mummy. Gross to, he's kind yeah, of gross. It, yeah, he looks like a mummy. Yeah, it's, it's not clear that he's supposed to be like horrifically like injured. I mean, I yeah. think it's pretty clear you wouldn't just wrap yourself up as a mummy if you, you think you <laughs> were injured, right? Like, yeah. I, I wouldn't say that that's uh, an mm-hmm. issue, but... It's like the lamest, like, secret identity, like, you know, Superman guy. He just wraps himself up in cloth every time when he's gonna go be the Lord Baker and help people. Mm-hmm. It's like changing into a Spider-Man suit, but, uh, like, I have to wrap myself in my mummy garb. No, on a budget, um, you know. On a budget. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing that I kind of was bummed out about with this chapter was like the the revelation of uh Gavin or Gavaldon's death felt like it kind of lacked like a punch to me because Chris went the whole pro like the whole book going, I think he's dead. And then she like someone comes to her and says, He's dead. Here's the proof. And she goes, Oh, no punch. Yeah, he's dead. Yeah, like, there's there's no it it I can understand a little bit of grieving, and she does like attempt to grieve a little bit, but she mm-hmm. also says, oh, I don't have time to grieve. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I felt no emotional like attachment. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like if cool. there had been a little bit more 
doubt on her part. I think it would have packed more punch like it did in the prose. Yeah, and that it was, did pack more punch in the pros. I, well, and that it, was the thing about the pros too. Is like her plan makes more sense if she's coming here for Gavaldon and goes, "Oh man, those Sandmasters he was looking for, those are actually real. I should like look into that." But her prior reason was to find him, and now her reason is to find the Sandmasters because she thinks he's dead, and it makes less sense because you're like, "You also followed him to look for the magicians that no one believed in." You know, she felt like a more reasonable person in okay. the pros version to me. I didn't I didn't really have a problem with with her plan here but it does kind of beg the question how she knew I guess she just assumed that he was dead she she had a, she ha, she kind of had an in the pros too where she's like he if he hasn't come back by now like it's not looking right. good but she like, like ha, she had hope that he was in, still around in the somewhere. graphic novel it's less clear why yeah. she how she would even know and just assuming that he's dead which seems a bit extreme like maybe he couldn't rent a boat i don't know to get back to dark side i don't know uh, got picked up by the dynasty that patrols with the blockades you know like i don't know those are blockades really, they were told there were blockades but they didn't see any so they were wondering if that was all just a dynastic lie okay that's all from okay. the pros still okay all right all right all the cool stuff is in the pros yeah but- a secondary mo- a secondary mo- a motto for white sand volume two <laughs> yeah because as far as like Ellis, wherever Chris is from, is concerned. Like there hasn't been contact between Dayside and Darkside for centuries. Mm-hmm. But Dayside is like, oh yeah, it's like there's tons of contact. Like look, there's an entire quarter of Darksiders over here. Yeah, we're sick of you guys. You know, like, it, yeah. It also feels like considering they do have a Lord Admiral and definitely have ships, it does make sense that there would be more Darksiders in Lasand. That does make sense. Maybe in other. Dayside nations, there would be a lot less of it, right? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah and Kirstians don't like travel over water, if I recall correctly, or at least Correct. goods that travel over water. Mm. So that might be another thing that is it, it, holding back a reciprocal stream of. It feels like La Sands, this really weird melting pot of lots of things. Yeah, yeah, because they've got their own culture and the Kirstian culture and the dark side culture kind of intersecting here. And mm-hmm. like they mention other nations, but I mean, we don't like get a lot of that. Oh, on. Yeah, like, there's Nor- the Nortalon. Yeah. But, like there's a lot of Kirstians in governmental positions in Lasand. Like, with I don't think they're guys. necessarily Kirstian. They're, um, they're Kareen. Yeah, they're Kareen. Yeah, they're Kareen. Yeah. 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 Which is a kind of, conf- they should have had different letters to start with because that confuses well, me. Well, I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah, the Kareen, the Kirstia, and the Kurla? Yeah, are, are, how many Ks can we put into this? Yeah. Uh, and then we move on to chapter three, where uh, this one's a nice, like, concise chapter, because Kenton's going to meet the Lord General, uh, Lord uh, Rajent, uh, mm. learning about, we learn about the deep sandlings, what they're like. Uh, they catch a little Karak so that uh, the Lord General can kill it and the Lord General is very he basically wants the Sandmaster's prestige that's his plan and so he doesn't want to help but then a larger Karak attacks Mommy Karak and Kenton is pretty cool and fighting that uh, Karak uh, and saves Lord Rajant 
and then they negotiate a deal for Rajan's vote, getting uh, they'll basically give Mil- some Sandmasters to uh, Lord Rajant for that. And then we end with uh, Kenton uh, attacked with another assassin, but that's more in next chapter where yeah. we see that. So one comment I do want to make is the design of the sandlings, because mm-hmm. it really, this is, my expectation was that they were more insectoid in appearance, and they're I'm very much not insect-like. They're mm-hmm. just yeah. like generic scary Lizard monster monsters. thing. Yeah, yeah the, the Karak kind of had an interesting design, but like the sandlings mm-hmm. itself, we didn't. Yeah. The, the problem with the art style of this, because there is an art style change later, which we'll talk about, is it's sometimes just really hard to tell what is what, I feel. What's yeah. going on, yeah. And, and with the sandlings, it was really hard to tell mm-hmm. because the lining, the line work is pretty uh, muddy and very yeah. thin. One thing I did like is that when Lord Regent is killing the baby Carrick, mm-hmm. it does look like the icker gas of the sandling is like acting like a gas like shooting yeah. out yeah but i mean yeah then right. at other points it looks like this sandling has blood it, it's spurting it's, out of it it's which, like bursting out of him in a jet and also just sitting on him like it's blood too like it's spattered yeah. on the skin so i'm like which is mm-hmm. it yeah. well you know it just uh just solidifies really fast i mean i don't see what the problem is there there could be a residue maybe yeah it's like that the residue i'm not as i don't really care because like it's not as obvious as the saliva in volume one yeah but there's still saliva though don't worry yeah there's still like red saliva and stuff which like eh. yeah um (sighs) i guess one thing that confused me is that it was not adequately explained what the tower is I guess it's where the, the troops are. The tower is the military profession. Mm-hmm. That's, that's like, it's like, it's like the saying DM, like the White House, the hall, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. The, I, the DM, the hall, that's the name of the profession. Yeah, that's just not made clear in this. Really. Oh, it's not, in the, no. The graphic novel, no. Yeah, that's why it's I was confused. They're just like mentioning, oh, we're going to the tower. Like, what? Okay. Like, yeah. which tower? Does it have a name? You know? well, yeah. Which, yeah. Like, it yeah, really. It's like. The DM, the tower, the hall, the helm, the guild, yeah, the field. Right. They're right. all the blank. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's really not clear at all here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I always kind of, in this, felt like uh, Regent or Regent, whatever his name is, I felt, and this isn't true in the pros too, that he just kind of flip sides really quick. Like, I saw him as one of Kenton's main like people he had to sell. In the pros, it and- took a long time for us to get to uh the lord yeah. general like there were like multiple chapters where mm-hmm. before we actually got to the lord general so we, yeah. we got here pretty fast yeah and it just rose or in the graphic novel yeah and i just like didn't get any sense even that like if they'd even like made like left a little bit of ambiguity where like kenton is like man i think i got his vote but you know he could be double crossing me or something because it just felt very easy where you know like it was impressive but i just never been a fan of how quickly ratchet switches sides it kind of worked for me because it was kind of dire straits uh and oh, seeing it visually how dire it was kind of worked for me you know mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I just think that, like, I'm surprised his reaction wasn't also like, oh, man, now I really want these guys to be mine. You know what I mean? Like, now I've seen what they can do, and now I'm more excited about running the DM myself, you know? Okay, yeah, that's a good point. That's a pretty good point, because it, it does feel like he didn't really know their extensive capabilities, really. Just like Chris, yeah. Just like, just like Chris. Uh, one thing I want to mention, which is important, they explicitly say here, the sandlings come to the surface to feed, and after they digest the sand, it loses its properties until it can be recharged by the sun. Very which, common knowledge. Uh, that's... Yes. This is even true. You know what I mean, though? Like, that's not actually the way it's supposed to work. No, it's... it's they eat the lichen on the sand. Well, right. The lichen has to regrow. Mm-hmm. But, well, they don't. Yeah, right. Yes. Yeah. Indeed. But I'm actually... Like, this is just a commonly known thing on Dayside. It make, yeah. To me, it makes sense that they don't talk about it because it's just like... Um, if you, like, at the historical record, it, like, ancient Egypt had a trading partner, it, like, the land of Push or something, that, like, they have all these records of, like, trading with this place. We have no idea where it is, because mm-hmm. no one ever thought to write that down, because it's like, oh, everyone knows where that is. All right. Mm-hmm. Or, like, salt and pepper shakers. If you go back a certain amount of time, like, there's three of them. We have no idea what's in the third one. Because no one ever wrote it down because everyone knew it. Huh. Sure. I hadn't heard of that one before. Uh, it, yeah. It's just, we'll, as we'll see with Chris, Chris will do some science and wonder, how does sand mastery work? And the answer is, it's recharged by the sun. We know this right here. There, there's lichen involved too, but we get it literally right here. Mm-hmm. To the reader. The, yeah, the, reader, the reader knows. Yeah, which is just kind of annoying uh, that we get there. Uh, well, let's let's go on to chapter four. So chapter four, uh, we, uh, Kenton kills the assassin. It didn't really seem too difficult for him. No. Uh, that's, why I don't, that's why I don't get any tension from the repeated assassin attacks, because really there's never been a consequence. Like, like, it's just no. like, oh, they're still doing it, you know? Yeah, it, it almost just feels like busy work, because we gotta have an action scene, so I guess we'll put in some assassins right here, <laughs> and we'll, yeah. we'll leave a day and a half just so we can have do some other stuff in between that, you know? <laughs> it's, it's a very convenient, like, repeated action moment. <laughs> yeah, it really Which is. that... That's not really a criticism of the graphic novel because that's, no, that's how it worked in the Brandon's plot structure. Yeah, I have. I, yeah, right. Exactly. I I agree, Ian, and I have an issue with that too. Uh, we uh oh, and that that assassin has uh Turkin oil on their stuff too. Kenton goes back to the DM and Dryles being a jerk and raising tensions, and so. Kenton challenges Dryle to a duel. Uh, and everyone's like, oh man, Kenton, you're going to get wrecked. Uh, because they kind of discuss how ribbons work. They also discuss overmastery, which is uh, pretty interesting. Good they reminded us that that's a thing, you know, at the very least. Yeah. It, it also looks like important. Kenton is figuring out that, oh, if you overmaster, you get more powerful. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah, they seem to have dropped the random hey my dad gave me my powers thing from volume one. I thought that was Oh yeah, more we totally time. forgot that. That was that was, But like that has not I been think mentioned that since. It's more that 
Kenton is actually thinking about it in a logical way, as opposed to like freaking out about what just happened to him. Yeah, I, I guess. Just, I just I mean, like when they right. mention it, and if he'd been like, I don't know, like even like, I don't think my dad could have given my powers. Maybe it was, you know, like just like addressing that he's changing his mind it's on that initial like thought a, that he it's had. It's just like a total drop thing. Yeah, which we dropped that like two pages after that happened anyway in volume uh, one. Yeah. So, uh, it's for the best. Yeah, uh, ice does tract stuff. Wow, cool. Uh, I mean, it's fine. It's um, a nice pers- um, characterization thing. Yeah, uh, we see that she's more than just angry person. That that's important. Like In that. volume two, we really she's just kind of been angry at Sandmasters. So that's yeah. true. You're you're correct. Uh, Kenton meets with the Lord Merchant, Lord Vey. Uh. Who's also Kirstian, so... It or, is Kareen. Kareen, yes. Um, and really does not like Kenton at all. And, and they, like, attacks Ice for, oh, you're protecting the Sandmaster, and how dare you uh, do this, your soul's in peril. Uh, and Kenton defends Ice, which later Ice will uh, admonish him for. It it seems kind of weird to me, personally, that Lord Vey would just be so angry that Ice is doing her job, because it's her job. Lysanne's all about, you know, the professions, and that seems important. But, but mm-hmm. Lord Vey hates Sans Masters, yeah, too. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, then... Uh, Delia, we get an invitation from Delius inviting Kenton to a ball. Uh, because we are in Mistborn, actually. Uh, but, um, <laughs> we, we gotta have the ball scene because that's how at, partying happens in all And keep points. venture. And they're just like, huh, keep venture. This yes. is weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and then, uh, they're still, oh, they also realize that the other professions do give some tribute money to the DM, and so they're gonna. Tra- I believe for the it's money. that's traditionally they did, but it's only the Lord, um, the the guild that still does it. Mm. The merchants. Oh, okay, okay. That, that seems, that's the way it was in the prose. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's how it is in the graphic novel. <laughs> that's if the Lord Merchant hated that so them so much why would he still give them tribute money that's interesting question question. for volume three eric oh great cool great this is totally explained in the prose great it actually is yeah i didn't reread the prose for this so i'm I'm coming at the graphic novel from a fresh slate here mostly um yeah that's that's what we get in uh chapter four uh i like that we're talking about there's a part where Kenton's like, oh, I could change the DM's charter to do this. I'm like, oh, wow, I'm f- riveting. This is my, it's my favorite part, talking about the charters. <laughs> but it makes sense with the culture. This is not your type of story, Eric. <laughs> I'm yeah. just thinking about, like, why the Star Wars prequels are bad, and it's politicking for the sake of politicking. That's what, that's the problem. I right? think there are other issues with Well, cer- there certainly are, but it's not like the differences between the Trade Federation and things are really exciting and you're really yeah. you really want to see those resolved and that's about my level here. See, you know? like the politicking is an issue 
in the prequel trilogy because the original trilogy is nothing like that. Yeah, this was meant to be a politicking book, and like, and the and like, doesn't have that, that at all. And so I still think that's an issue because we're just getting the middle all politics, mo politics all yeah. the time. So, but Brandon's yeah. going to write the story that Brandon wants to write. Brandon wants to write a politicking book right. when he rewrites the prose version. Still throwing that out there. I mean, we we've we've seen him do politicking better, and so I think we can criticize. He Th- he this can is, write a this politicking is older book, stuff, and though. Then, I know. Oh, that's right. I, I, I know. I know. I mean, I, I mean, like for the viewers, for like the listeners, like this is an older story of Brennan. So we're going to see some more of those idiosyncrasies that maybe it needed more revision time is what I'd say to that, yeah. because yeah. it doesn't really feel like we change from the pros at all. And indeed, we lose a lot of the good stuff with the pros with yeah. viewpoints. And I the think you adults. just fundamentally don't like the book, whereas this yeah, is a plot structure that I do enjoy. So, OK, it's not an issue with the book. Well, I mean, sure, but I have had things where I really enjoy the politicking, and I enjoy political intrigue in general, and I just think this one was not good. So in that context, I think it's totally fair for me to criticize that, especially when we just get a random, like, ah, yes, the DM charter. Cool. You're you're right, Ian, uh, that... uh, yeah, it it's possible I just don't like this book. And uh it's just 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 my opinions there. Uh but I, I don't know. Like the, the beginning didn't promise a politicking story. Like that's that's the thing. It it didn't. It did not do that. And we got one anyway. And it I did not find it to be super compelling. Um I'm also confused as to why like the history of Lasand. and i don't know if we got a lot of that in the first place because it just feels like such a melting pot that it doesn't really feel super distinct to me yeah 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 right? i agree right no i i agree that's what like when i was saying when i was saying like it's a mixture of dark side you know kirstian and Lasand, i was thinking to myself like Actually, though, what is the Lost Sand <laughs> what, culture what is the aside Sand from the culture, Sandmaster? Right, right. Yeah. it's the only part, and that seems so minor now mm. that we're like seeing uh, things like the Sandmasters weren't really a big part of the Lost Sand culture because practically mm. they just hid to themselves, right? Yeah, no one knew what they could do. Yeah, so it's really not clear what makes Lost Sand a a country and why don't the Kirstians just invade Lost Sand? Because there seems to be plenty of Kareen there. In Lasand, yeah, you know. Uh huh. If I recall correctly, and I don't, this might be in the graphic novel. I don't. I keep. I don't want to keep saying that things aren't in there that are in there. But okay. That like the leader of the of Kur Kirstia. What's Kirstia. the name of country? Kirstia. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Uh, is chosen every three years, and it's one of like their three branches: the priests, oh. merchants, and warriors. Or Daikin. Oh, That's what okay. the term is. Okay. And okay. they keep picking the high merchant. The Akar, the high priest, has not okay. been chosen. And forever, right, and, right, merchant, right. They, and they do mention yeah. that this Akar wants to uh, win mm. the choosing. It's a very mm. interesting. I will say, Bayside cultural thing. We should go to Kirstia. No, very much like they're not like kings and queens on Bayside. Mm. It's, no. it's voting by what is your profession, and different mm-hmm. professions get different mm-hmm. times to rule. 
We don't quite get that in Lasanne because it feels like it's just like an oligarchy type thing through the professions. Yeah, I, yeah right. I think so. Like it, it's not mm. like ah, oh, I am the ultimate ruler, right? Mm. But it, that does make sense that ah, uh, maybe all these cultures are doing that sort of style of thing, which I kind of mm. like there. I yeah, but say. and I I think it is mentioned in the graphic novel that. If the high priest had continued to win the choosing, like Lawsand probably wouldn't exist. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It, it, it definitely makes sense. The Lord Merchant. The, yeah. The Lord that Merchant. That was when their conflict trade. ended. Yeah. Right. That w- right. when the Lord, the first Lord Merchant or High Merchant, not Lord Merchant. Oh, different sorry, thing. Sorry. Right. Right. Sorry. Uh, sorry. Won the choosing. That is when the no. I was just because it is kind of similar though. It's that was, pretty similar. That was when the war stopped for the first time with the Sandmasters. And that's oh, when yeah, the Sandmasters yeah. they, and they did mention this. They did mention that's when this, the Sandmasters was... got a little lazier and stopped helping Lost Sand mm-hmm. in like the the peace that has followed. Mm-hmm. This now this is starting to make sense and I'm feeling more okay with this now. There's there's some coherence in here if you look closely <laughs> enough and read the pros. You got to look yeah. really closely away from those ceiling fans, but you know. Uh, yeah. at least there's no radios because radios doesn't make sense for any technological level in this uh and one thing i was just thinking of actually like looking at what we talked about ice and her work as a tract is does anyone else feel like there's not a lot of tension or like concern with her hunt for loma clan like i feel like that is something wait, that they're wait, wait, wait. referencing sherazan no lokmalan is what i recall no it's sherazan then who's lokmalan who's i don't recognize that at all first lokmalan I, I i just that read is it definitely a church I name used in this book. Yeah, I just read it Where? in the graphic novel Where? a moment ago. Where? No, I, I, I in, just, in I, Chris in Ice's dialogue in this chapter, in this she's chapter, looking okay. for Lokmalan. Lokmalan is the guy that they found that's going to lead them to Sherazan. That's my bad. But they haven't. Are they hunting for Nilto? Or are they hunting for Sherazan? They're hunting for Sherazan. Ice thinks that Nilto is Sherazan. Yes, but they didn't say right. the name Sherazan. Yeah. yeah, they did. They did in this. Where? Uh, somewhere. They're talking about Nilto, they're talking about Nilto, and they're like, Lokalan's gonna flip, Nilto's getting desperate. Because Ice is positive that Nilto is Sherazan. Mm, but they're not even talking about Sherazan as a distinct individual, so the twist that Sherazan is somebody else is not really gonna be very clear. You know what I mean? Like, it's not they're like, I'm so sure, I can prove that Sherazan is Nilto, they're just like, Nilto, Nilto, Nilto. I, I feel like th- that might be covered in part one uh, in oh, okay. volume one Mullen. all right yeah but i'm just saying that like for someone who for people who are coming in and reading this a year later and maybe like skim the first one to remember what's going on or just read the summary from the first one in the front of this mm-hmm. i feel like that twist is gonna lose some impact i don't think it's especially when it doesn't a have twist. a lot or like i just don't does anyone care about that plot line was like what i was gonna discuss <laughs> you know i mean not really let's be not real. like are they really. giving it any of its time not really uh, uh it, it was like nice to see Ice in her element where she's not super angry all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like when she's around Kenton, it, it gets very one note, super mm-hmm. one note, which like is makes sense. And it's nice uh, when Ice uh, like defends Kenton later. So that, mm-hmm. that's that's cool. Mm-hmm. I like that she's choosing her job. Like, it is an interesting conflict, but it does seem pretty one note a lot of the time. I, yeah. I do see Lachmalen. I don't remember who that was. He w- he was the guy that they captured in the first one. That was one of oh, Sherazan's cool. like lieutenants. I and they're see. thinking he's gonna they're gonna okay. get him like a plea deal or something. I don't know if they have right. plea deals, but they got radios, so maybe. <laughs> We're just 
sick burns. Uh, that, that radio does deserve it, though. Let's be real here. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, great. I'm thrilled for all these plot reveals that are going to happen in Volume 3. Just They're going to be very well developed. This is a um, lot of Brandon's early secret identity stuff as well, you know, if you look at it. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of mistaken or, like, assumed identities going on. It's like the core concept is not. Yeah, anyway, let's, let's move on. Um, uh-huh. All right, now we're on to party politics. Kenton is attacked by assassins again in the Darksider Quarter. Whoa. And uh, it, is, it is a pretty cool fight scene. Uh, Bayon shoots someone, or no, stabs someone. Um, Ice protects Kenton, kind of, but Kenton doesn't really know what she's doing because it's like, oh, she hates him. But they fight that off. Kenton and Ice uh, discuss that the Lysandon are joining Kirstian families if they uh serve the akar which is a pretty big deal because usually mm-hmm. they it was only kirstians so, mm-hmm. so yeah. now their souls don't have to wander the deep sand forever or the curla right. unable to find peace that's good for them yep like uh, specifically like if they serve the akar which is growing his power base because he wants to win the choosing right yeah. right he feels like someone very important who does not get treated like he's very important <laughs> you right, know right yeah. right um then uh kenton and chris have a nice heart to heart about uh you know kenton's past and stuff so that, that's nice um we see uh them scouring the dm for Locke, and they find lock uh yep that's that's what happens. Some well, they're lock, looking, but not a lot of lock. Yeah, yeah they're, they're looking, looking for the tribute money. Yeah. Um. Oh, we get. Uh. Oh, Ice sends her family away, so she says they should exit Kesare, uh, because that uh, Sherazan plot line is very riveting, uh, and it very dangerous. But it, it, I, I like all the scenes with uh Ice and her family. I do like all mm. those scenes. That, those are important scenes for her. Yeah, they, like for her. Yeah, for her being anyone that's not just I hate Sand Mastery. I am Kareen. Uh, right. right. Yeah. Uh, we get some character development from Arik uh, having a conversation about himself and uh, the past uh, on mm. what, why he left in the first place, which is basically uh, Kenton, I guess. Is that what that's supposed to imply? I think. Yeah, it's think- not. It's. Because of Kenton, but it, yeah. he doesn't come out and explain exactly what it has to do with Kenton. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but Kenton, yeah. But, it uh, was Kenton's fault, yeah. but Kenton doesn't know that. Right, but Arik does yeah. decide to stay with Kenton. Uh, oh, he gets to see Chris doing lab work, which is cool. Yes. Yeah. That was good. So yeah. thankfully mm-hmm. we got that. You know, we didn't get any uh, flashbacks from that initial time. Uh, we did not. David. Nope. But I, I, I did say it didn't really seem necessary, but I did like all the uh, all the lab work and stuff. That was pretty cool. Yeah. It, it makes her feel like the woman who is going to write the Ars Arcanum, you know, yes. like when she's doing this, mm-hmm. which is good that that's in there somewhere. Yes, indeed. I agree. And then uh, it ends where uh, they're at Delius's ball. Oh wait, they they also talk about Scathan as well, the dynastic uh, leader. You mean you mean Wern? No. <laughs> you mean other god emperor? Okay, right. Uh, we, we can see some tropes occurring in Brandon's work. 
Um, and then they go uh, to Delius's party, and Delius is very drunk, but announces support for the DM, which is nice. Yes. So, thinking about what's going on, uh, this new Akar apparently is to said to have, quote, strange ideas. And I'm just wondering why that is, because, I mean, we don't really know, right, why he would mm. do that. But mm. I have the feeling that maybe he's, like, somehow not Kirstian or maybe, like, some weird off-worlder. And, like, so he's more accepting of, like, these methods of doing it. Or maybe he just or, really wants power. Or perhaps the Sand Lord is speaking to him. All right. Oh, uh-huh. did you see there's a part uh, where Ice says Sun Lord in her conversation with her, uh, with her family? I guess Sun she's Lord. not as devout as we thought. Yeah. Well, I'm they do say that the sun is a manifestation of the Sand Lord in the first volume, but it, that does seem like an error. Yeah, mm. it does. Uh, with Skathen, I want to know... I, I wasn't expecting a visual representation of this person. Me neither. I, I want to know why he looks like he's in the Old West and he's General Custer. Personally, I don't know. It's not the art style that I got ever. Yeah. I don't know what image I had of him, of a god emperor, but Old Western General Custer was not what I was thinking. Yeah, I, w- like, I remember like reading that page. I was I looked at it and I was like, "Wait, who is this dude?" And I was like, "Look yeah, at him!" I'm like, oh, no, that's, that's he, supposed he's to be Skaven. That's supposed and to be Skaven. And that feels like one of those things where you're like, okay, you know, like the artist is like working stuff out, and he's like, okay, this God Emperor. When eventually he appears on screen, it's having to be really. It's gonna have to look really cool. That's a problem for later, though. You know, and now they've dr- now they've pulled him in, canonized his appearance. I guess the art style changed. Maybe that doesn't matter anymore. But I was like, why would you do that right it's now? He'll be wearing like, the same why clothes is that? generally, though, right? You know? Maybe. Or maybe he'll be in a robe. He's you know, a like, god emperor. The- like, he, he doesn't have one outfit. Like- no, definitely not. Definitely not. Um, I don't know. It seemed like a very interesting design choice that I... Cool. Yeah, like, what I did you guys think say about? it fit my expectations <laughs> Right? Either. Like, it just feels so random. Uh, yeah. but- it was an interesting choice. Like... I mean, I will say it is, I'm just imagining General Custer as a god emperor, and that's kind of cool, actually, yeah. like, as a character idea, mm-hmm. but I mean, we don't really get any. He also doesn't look like he's in his mid-twenties. No, not yeah, at all. I know. Like, early, like, late 30s, early 40s, easy. If yeah. it would just be internally consistent, I would lose, like, 50% of my complaints. Internally consistent? That's why consistent, I love Brandon's stuff, because it, it, like, makes sense together. David, I'm just like, look uh, at the that with where Skathen appears. It's consistent within the same panel. <laughs> in the same panel, they mentioned that he's in his mid twenties. In the same one where Skathen appears, but eh, you know, uh, it's all those extra lines they put in. It makes him ages you. You know, <laughs> um, there, there's a line where Chris says. Like, ah, Sandmaster, it could be just what we need. And it really isn't clear why Chris had that, because it felt very unprompted in this. What What were they talking about? Yeah. What what were they talking about? It's before she does science, I think. Mm -hmm. Let me look. Let's all be cut out. Yes, so uh, 
it's right after they find a bunch of lock in the DM. And mm. uh, Kenton's wondering, where's the rest of the tribute uh, money gone? And then, then we get a break. They're on a ship. And Bayon says, ah, it appears that the DM has quite a few holes. It needs to dig itself out of Duchess. It could be a lost cause. And Chris says, but Sand Mastery isn't Bayon, and it could be just what we need. Like, it feels kind of random. No, because it's... Helping the Sandmasters is not a lost cause. No, I, I understand that. It's more the thing where, going back to what David said about why is... Chris doesn't know the extent of how useful Sand Mastery would be, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, she like she's seen Kenton lift people up and down. She hasn't even seen him do the building thing yet. Like, there's not That's really. True. That's true, right? I, that 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 line because we got a specific scene break for that line. It didn't really gel with me personally. But and, and it it feels like a, an abrupt, like a little bit of like a not the way people talk to me at the very least. Like you know, it didn't sound that. like a natural line. Right, I, I can definitely see that. Right. Um, it's just like, ah, Sandmasters are important to my plan, and I need to mention this in this panel that we have. And then we get to chapter six, which let's talk about the immediate thing you realize in chapter six. Yeah. It looks totally different. It's completely different. I mean, you do recognize who's who, but ew, we have a different artist here who believes in strong line work, and so you can tell exactly who any everything is. But uh Hmm. Okay, you, what do you think people are it? probably wondering, like, is this permanent? Is this forever? Or is this just one change? The good thing is that they haven't said anything. We have no idea whether or not this is how the art's going to look forever, or if it's just like a one-off or why it happened or anything. So, guess yeah. we'll find out in two years. Uh, what, what do you guys think of the, the art style? Because we should probably just do that. I, mm-hmm. I think that they may have overcorrected a little. Yes. Yeah, I because tend to agree. While I do greatly prefer the new art style over the old art style, it is a lacking in a little detail. It, there could be a little yeah. bit more detail. The other but ones, I, I like yeah. the, the strong like line work. Like It's very crisp and clean. Yeah. That I like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, like in the part where Chris does science uh, mm-hmm. in the last chapter, there is a lot of detail in all the line work. It, it's, it, it is harder to tell what's what, admittedly. Like, that's mm-hmm. always been a consistent issue. Uh, but, yeah, the, the different art style is very jarring. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Kenton's the most jarring. I think I like him the least. Everyone else, like, Ice looks awesome. I think looks better. Chris looks cool. Chris yeah. looks cool, but Kenton is just like, whoa. I, that yeah. that was kind of my thought. Generally, I preferred it, but man, it's jarring. It's more jarring because chapter five ends with them uh, at the party, and then they're still at the party. Yeah, right. That if if we were if it was like chapter three where we're going somewhere totally different, right? Then I that would feel maybe less jarring to me, or maybe more jarring in another respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for me, as I mentioned earlier, I'm a big fan of internal consistency. So the fact that they changed artists midway through is not my favorite thing. I like this art style better. I think if this is what we'd gotten from the very beginning, I would, I would, and we'd switch to the other art style, I'd be very angry <laughs> I mean, um, and yeah. upset. Um, 
but I do I agree with Ian. I think there could be like a little more detail. They could have found like a little bit more of a, a common ground. But all in all, like it better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I enjoy that they have discrete ribbons of sand in scenes that Kenton is using. I like the way Sand Mastery is is portrayed a lot more clearly, okay. which is cool. Okay. But yeah. Yeah. I wanted an explanation why, though. Yeah, it would really be nice to have a statement just just to see: Do they know what's going to happen in Volume Three? Are we going to get Volume Three's cover and not be consistent at all with the other ones? Because the other ones are by the other artist, right? Mm -hmm. They could change panel to panel. That'd be kind of fun. You're just like, oh my god, no, that would not be fun. No, Um, I could see them still using the original artist for the cover and then doing the new artist as the interior. That would be so. That would be even almost weirder, you know. But then you're just it like, this cover looks entirely different, you know. I'd almost prefer yeah. them just be honest about what it's gonna be. I, it's it's a bad situation, regardless. Uh, I guess time issues that they needed yeah. the maybe uh, a second. Artist? Who knows? I don't know. Who knows? It's a situation that an already moderately, like marginal at best, graphic novel did not need another thing on its plate to make things mm-hmm. more complex. In my yeah, opinion, a lot of people yeah. were like, "Whoa, I, this art change." I think there will be a good reason; otherwise, it wouldn't have happened. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure, and I, I'm hoping. I honestly, would prefer to get Volume Three out faster than this break. So, if mm-hmm. this is a way to help that, then I think that's ultimately better. Yes. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, okay, let's let's talk about what happened in there. But we, we we that was that was right in We there. had we, to, we, yeah. It, it's the first thing you see. Um we uh oh, Kenton and Chris are trying to discuss sand mastery, and Kenton is being very coy about it. Uh and Chris is annoyed that she can't just talk uh in Lasandin to other people. So even though the mm-hmm. knowledge that the power comes from the sun ultimately chris doesn't know that because she can't speak lasandin i agree that that does make sense that Ken- if kenton's her link to everyone else mm-hmm. and if Kenton she's gotten a tease she's gotten a tease too but she's got a less prominent role in this so yeah. it's yeah. also like i don't think it would even occur to kenton to to mention that and chris just yeah. has no clue so she's not asking the right question yeah that yeah. it is kind of like him to realize yeah. like oh yeah it's, it's charged by the sun like duh mm-hmm. I, I guess just from a story perspective it's just annoying to have characters struggle on information that was so nonchalantly given earlier you know mm-hmm. that, that that's mm-hmm. that's kind of weird it's like oh it, what's the like, deepness at least we got a scene where oh yeah it's this thing that we didn't quite expect or something like that rather than in like chapter two he said oh yeah the deepness is the mist right it feels different yeah, to me it, it it can be done well when the audience knows something that the characters don't know like it can create tension mm-hmm. but i don't think this is an instance where it was done incredibly well i feel like that's i don't think it was yeah. done horribly though. yeah it's no not I'm, just, done I'm just not horribly. blown away I, at least i can say that i understand chris's motivation i can kind of understand kenton not explaining it like I, I get those motivations, so it's not a huge deal, but uh, it is slightly annoying. I think David, situations where I really like when the reader has info that characters don't, it's when there's like mm-hmm. opposing viewpoints. I think that's really compelling. Like ah, this character, like Krathen, knows things that uh, Ser- Serene doesn't, doesn't know. know, and that's yeah. like really interesting, and it uh-huh. totally makes sense. It, mm-hmm. yeah, right. 
when when Chris and Kenton are supposedly on the same team and they're not sharing information, that 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 gets to right. some wheel of time level frustration yeah, where you're like, which, talk to each other. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exa- exactly. Mm. Oh, uh, something weird's going on with Delius. Uh, that they that they notice. Yeah, like he he has a conversation with the two of them, and he lets some the way he's acting. It, Chris picks up on it. It's like. Yeah, there's more going on with him than just a drunk guy. Yeah, which is mm. good. Uh, oh, then they leave the ball in a horse carriage. Horses, they're on day side. There's no excuse for this. Uh, to be honest, I'm pretty upset about the horse. Yeah, honestly. Is it yeah, more they- than just the one panel? No, it's just, I think it's it's just, just, just one panel. panel. I, I, I do think this is an error that but mm-hmm. it makes sense that it didn't get picked up like yeah yeah i but they're completely like, missed this so it's yeah. yeah i mean it is just one panel but it's it's like when you notice that there's a radio in the curla like it that shapes your opinion of this yes. right <laughs> yeah 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 and i mean and like there there are talks in chapter four like, yeah. I mean, like it's not like there aren't any the, else in this the, like the someone who's that, yeah yeah the only thing Someone's i can putting think this of, together it's that the new artist wasn't like super uh like didn't know on that. the same page mm-hmm. yeah right like that's the only thing i can figure just wasn't noticed the fact that it's a carriage just makes it feel more european and less like there's any lasandan culture at all right mm-hmm. um but like carriages you'd still have sense. carriages like it, yeah it does uh-huh. it just looks very Victorian carriage though it it looks very Victorian which I feel like in this completely different world should look a little less Victorian I don't know um then we see the scene that you mentioned in our last podcast David where uh we uh, Kenton saves the workers uh Mm -hmm. raises the building up helps with sandmasters and makes it, it makes a sensible change for the sandmasters to help uh the Lysandin, uh, and meets a craftsman named Trell. No relation. <laughs> it, we'll, we'll talk about that in a sec. Uh, and then that, that's like Kenton's last scene. Then we get mm. uh, Chris doing more science, and Bayon, Chris confronts Bayon about his pistols, which wouldn't they have talked about this before? Like if or, he like, suddenly got more yeah. pistols? I don't know, uh, but he reveals that he is from the dynasty and then just skedaddles out of there uh, just as soon as he reveals that information. Mm-hmm. And they wonder why, why he did this, why he didn't kill Chris this whole time, right? I guess. That, no, that, that's, that's, that's what they're wondering. Uh, why, why what, was his, what was his motivation again to be following them? I don't know. I don't it's know, not man. made clear yet in the graphic novel. I mean... If we see how Volume One ended, we immediately got the fallout of it in Volume Two with that that ending. So I would expect that we would get more of that. So I'm, I don't have an issue with that, but I do need some splaining for sure. Uh, and then Chris decides to become a Sandmaster, and that's how good call this ends. Yeah, yeah, which is totally in character for her, kind of. She is. Yeah. I. She is. I don't hate that an she arrogant wants to noble. Do it. That. Yeah. 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 No. I'm. I'm. I'm with you there. Mm-hmm. All right. We got to talk about Trail. 
number one thing we got to talk about here other than the art. Let's talk about Trell. What is that? Yeah. It's a great question. So, like, mm. this, he was named Trell in the prose version. And the fact that it was not changed for this means there's something going on here. Yeah, yeah right? Like, it, that, so, there's no way that's a coincidence. No it, way. Because until this point, it literally was my belief that Brandon had simply recycled a name he liked. Like, I really didn't think there was more to look at here. And now I'm like, maybe, there, well, maybe there's something going well, especially on. Especially know? because, like, we, like, read the prose before Alloy, right? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. And so that, when you think, oh, Mistborn religion, like, it's just like an Aeon Ati and Ati. Like, mm-hmm. those don't need to be related. But when yeah. you're on the planet suspected of tampering with stuff on Skadriel, there is a person named Trell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Someone that's- would notice, hey, do you mean this to be the case? And Brandon would be like, yeah, yeah. that's what I want. He's Trell. Yeah. But, and, but- and like, going back to the Ati, Aonati yeah. thing, it's like, that's because it's, he was named a character after a real life person. And that's literally the only Aeon in her name. So it's like, mm. he had to use that. Hands were right. tied. Right. And then there's Adium. So, you know. Yeah. Or Atium. Sorry. I don't see how this trail is relevant to anything. <laughs> so yeah, if any, it's... Right? Any ideas from anyone about, like, I've heard people talk about maybe, like, she is, like, the holder of the Avatar... That is go like I've just like heard like people spitballing. But I, I don't I've really- also seen the idea that um, autonomy has to model their personality after someone, and just said, "Yeah, notice that like, hey, there's this ancient religion who has the same name as this like guy that lived like 200 years ago. I'm going to model th- this avatar's personality after him." It yeah. just. It's weird, though. It's super... Yeah. I would and, be more okay if we... If Trell was not an ancient Skadrian religion and she just modeled it after a dude. Or yeah. what, one thought I had, maybe, is that the Avatar has to, like, attach to uh, an intelligence, right? Like, she can't mm-hmm. just split herself because maybe that would, like, wound her too much, right? So maybe uh-huh. she took Trell and attached that to that or something but then but why him you why know? him and why is there an ancient religion on schedule named that too like and the, here's the other interesting thing is do you guys remember like the theology of at least the original trellagism yes trell was like here, the god I've, of stars i've got the quote right here okay yeah, here like listen to this because it sounds very taldany okay all right yeah and i will not narrate as well as alex does no, for no, everyone no. but no one does. Bear with me. Quick, let's, it is called... let's call her so she can just oh, narrate this one part. <laughs> yeah. uh, it is called Trellagism after the god Trell. Trell was worshipped by a group known as the Nelazon, a people who lived far to the north. In their land, the day and night cycle was very odd. During some months of the year, it was dark for most of the day. During the summer, however, it grew dark for a few hours at a time. Mm. The Nelazon believed that there was beauty in the darkness and that daylight was more profane. They saw the stars as a thousand eyes of Trell watching them. The sun was the single jealous eye of Trell's brother, Nalt. Since Nalt only had one eye, he made it blaze brightly to outshine his brother. The Nelazon, however, were not impressed and preferred to worship the quiet Trell, who watched over them even when Nalt obscured the sky. So it sounds like related to Taldane. Also, Nelazon 
Doesn't that kind of sound like some dayside naming schemes here? Kesare, Sherazan. It's it doesn't it, sound it, yeah. I mean, like you no, would not be into this, it would really fit, right? I wouldn't. I wouldn't be like, oh, that's a really random word to throw. No, yeah. uh, it doesn't quite match. So, all right. So if that's the case, if there's Taldani stuff for Trell, that brings up other questions, like how this avatar on Skadriel was there for forever and didn't really impact things until era two, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like there, there's no splinters on Skadriel, so it's not like you know, like I don't know what an avatar is if it's counted as a splinter or not, but there well, wasn't. So right, yeah. and if it definitely feels like Trell is a recent development on Skadriel, it 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 has yeah. to right because because since the yeah. Catacender, right? Mm-hmm. Right, I think it must be it must because be. like Caesar. The say that it is like I am protecting you from this thing. I don't feel like ruin or preservation were doing a lot of protecting. You know what I mean? Like no. they were either they dead had, or trapped. Yeah, they had other things to do. Yeah, especially because we've seen people ascend and they're like, "Hey, this red, red mist—that's kind of a problem." But uh, back to fight and ruin, you know? Yeah, um, and like, and the other weird thing is too is like the modern version of trellism that's in alloy mm-hmm. does not have any of this day night stuff at all no even though it's no. directly related to <laughs> at least true. what we've seen on screen to an aspect of autonomy avatar of autonomy uh, hey. um and the other thing is that if this dude trell what if all right what if this dude trell world hopped to the olden days of skadriel that means white sand happens way back which yeah. Brandon did say that uh, without that we would jump back in time in the chronology, and obviously this mm-hmm. happens earlier. Happened earlier than Elantris? How much Delta did is it happen? There? Earlier I don't than think Elantris we have. Sure. No, I'm asking if if it was because oh, I, I I don't think we I've have heard that it info is, at all. But I haven't. I don't know myself. I'm sure someone will. I don't get think the we have any going. I don't think. I don't know, think but. he could get early enough because like. This is like an ancient, ancient religion. Like it yeah. was ancient when Lord Ruler ascended. I yeah. don't think uh-huh. he could get early enough. You need like to at cause least, it. You need at but least fifteen hundred years, right? It has like, to postdate the shards, though. You know, because then Skadra wouldn't have been a place. Like it's not like there's an ancient history like Cell has. You know, yeah. uh, but it's still like yeah. five thousand years old. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots, if, lots of people. There's more than a thousand years of classical Skadriel. I would yeah, say. I'm assuming. Because right? like, there was more than one hero, so there has to have been more than one. You know what I mean? Like, it's every oh, thousand yeah, no, years. Oh, yeah, of course. So yeah, yeah, right, right, we've right, had, right, right. We've had right, a right, handful right. at the very least. Right, so it's like 6,000 years. So the, the creation of Skadriel, that that's not really a factor, but we don't really know when White Sand is set. And the only thing that I can figure is that Trill actually went to Skadriel somehow. And I don't maybe know made this religion? I and guess. And made this religion, and then he was, they, she used it because it was a person from her planet to like work off of and she's like oh that's cool there's sure, some people here like, let's i i don't know <laughs> it... yeah i i it defies explanation <laughs> right yeah. it does that's the only thing that i could think of other than ah yes two th- three thousand years from now i will pick your name which is also this ancient religion like what doesn't make any sense but yeah. i i I don't know. Oh, didn't we hear that uh, autonomy 
autonomy is closing things off from Taldane more now, right? More in the... Well, I, I, don't, I think... Or was it in uh, past tense? As the of the, um, let, uh, the essays that yeah. Chris wrote for mm-hmm. Arkham Unbounded, mm-hmm. um, Taldane was cut off. And it, it was during Mistborn Era 1 as well, because she made ma- mention of it when talking to Kelsier. So I don't know when the essays were written relative to that, but... Okay, so that does mean if Trell randomly became a world hopper, at this stage in time, that is the thing that could theoretically happen. I believe so. Yeah. Because Chris has to get off planet, too. Right, so, exactly. Yeah. You know? And Hoyt's maybe, maybe, there. Yeah, yeah, somewhere. Maybe Trell will become a supporting character in book two, and then we'll see him get off world and, like, head to Scadriel. You know? You never know. He's, I don't know. And, and maybe just, like, get some of the, like, some of the day-night stuff kind of got lost in translation on Scadriel, and so it's like, well, you know, the... It got dark a lot of the time, but it wasn't dark all the time, right? It was long, mm, or yeah. long seasons or something. That's my theory. I don't know. All the other theories seem completely nonsensical. I don't know. Yeah, I, I just don't know. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're done talking about that. We don't know what else to say there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we see darks, Darksiders can't manipulate sand, Kenton says. Makes sense. Yeah. It, there's probably some spiritual gene going yeah. on there, and they just don't have it. Yeah, we really don't know a lot about Taldane's, like, initiation, I guess is yeah. the, the canon term now. Because, right. like, they've got something, but, like, we don't... And it seems maybe vaguely genetic. It could but be, like, like, some connection with the sun that when you live there long enough, I, I don't know. Yeah. Right? Sure, maybe that you live there long enough, and it's like if you move to Aralon, like mm-hmm. your your connection to a place could change, and mm-hmm. you maybe if you're a dark sider, maybe eventually, maybe you could turn into a sand. I don't like your children potentially. Like yeah, 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 your children, yeah. your children, uh, your children, your children, your children over yeah, over no. generations. Yes, hundred percent, hundred percent, but. Maybe some connection with the sun itself is what you need to it's possible. Get, get sand mastery. That, that'd be the only thing I can think of. I guess my question, like, like at the very end of it, when Chris comes running in and she's like, I'm ready to be a sand master. Like, is that going to be a plot point in the next one where she's trying to be that they're introducing? Because that was not really a thing in the prose, if I recall correctly. Or is that just going to be a thing where Kenton goes, you can't. Here's why. And then they drop it. Because it, it feels like she's like, this is my new goal, you know? And then if that goes nowhere, that's kind of a weird spot to end. Yeah, I graphic novel. Yeah. Based on like how this is ending, like I feel like it'll be entertained for a chapter or two. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll at least get discussions on what sand mastery actually is, and Kenton will stop being coy, and then we'll look back and say, All right, well, I mean that that's fine that uh in volume two Chris didn't get her answers and now we get in volume three. Mm-hmm. You know? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but because like I I do like the point that Kenton made that a master artisan doesn't explain like everything like so it makes True. sense like he would keeps that sort of thing. True. Private. Well, and I mean they are they are like a, an organization of people who were not incredibly public about their powers <laughs> beforehand as that's well. That's true. That is true. Like they could still 
see, ah, they, the sandlings feast on, uh, the sand. They, they misinterpret. They don't know that there's lichen on it, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think they do. No, I, I doubt they would. They, they would need microscopes. Uh, well, Chris, well, Chris was able to procure one. So, well, she, oh, she, oh, she brought it with her. They, she they, had her own equipment. That's her. my bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's also smart enough. She could figure yeah. out how to make one. Probably. Yeah. They're not. Because, like, they have um, telescopes. So it's like, she could. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. They right. have telescopes? I'm pretty I'm sure they do, I guess. I'll I still know. I just hadn't seen that specifically. I don't know what technology they have. They got radio. It's, it's, it's true. There were also lots of wires when Chris was uh, doing stuff, too. Uh, but, I mean, they could be, like, gas lines or something because there are a lot of, like, Bunsen burners or. Or not actual Bunsen burners, but maybe things it's like sand- sandling gas powered. No, it's flammable this no. whole time. And they don't need natural gas. If you know, you know what? If the city was sandling gas powered to make electricity, that would be a cool thing that we should see about Lasand. So it, we in can volume three because <laughs> we so then we can actually understand what Lasand's culture is beyond. There's Taisha. There's Sandmasters. That's about it. Actually, yeah, like that, that's, that's about it. We've... We're the same religion as our enemy. Unless oh, there's you're an tracks. Atheist. There's that's tracks the whole too. Thing. There's tracks too. They're kind. They're kind of one with the Taisha, though. They're in there with the professions. Like they are a profession. Like they're yeah. the hall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, we've successfully summed up Lasan's culture. Uh, so, eh. so in Volume One, we were we had some hopes for Volume Two. What uh, things like ah, we hope we see more. Chris doing sciencey things. We we which got we that. Got, which was yeah, nice. we got that, which was good. So, mm-hmm. it, how are mm-hmm. your thoughts about Chris going, Ian? Or how are your thoughts about Chris going, David? Knowing that you had an issue with her characterization in Volume One to Volume Two. That's a tough question because a part of me still feels like she's a pretty different character from the prose, which there's nothing wrong with. It's just like different, so it's still jarring to me a little bit. I'm liking her more. I'm I'm getting more on the same page with like what she wants and like how she acts in this version of her character. Mm-hmm. I don't like her a huge amount a lot of the time. She seems she ends up coming across more arrogant when I thought she was a little more like you know when she shows up and she's like I'm gonna be a sandmaster, but you know that just could be my bias because um, it's such a, a direct contrast from like how I viewed her character from the prose where she was a little oh, nervous, sure. kind of bookish. You know, like that was her whole thing. She was. She was not a big part of the court. She was kind of so she didn't feel like an aristocrat in that. And this she feels a little bit more like that. She definitely feels a lot more like an aristocrat. Yeah. I think if I remember correctly, there were a lot of comparisons between her and Serini. Mm-hmm. So it, this might be their way to like distinguish the two. Sure. By like making, making her more part of the court, like which Serini. She was always was kind of excluded. Yeah, she was bad at. It. That, is, that is true. Like, she, yeah, she she was I hadn't, I hadn't always bad at it, and was always the rash one. And so, trying to make that a dichotomy where Chris is actually good at talking to, you know, people at court, which was the whole point of her joining Kenton, mm-hmm. right? That she uh-huh. she's good although, at that negotiation, and although that will make stuff. later revelations less realistic. That we will see in book three. We're gonna have three. so much to talk about with volume three. Yeah, th- I'm that is really wait. my like mm-hmm. like my my thoughts at the end of it is like book one I didn't or volume one I did not love, but I was like it there's still hope. Volume two felt like a lot of the same. 
Yeah. And not progressing in the directions that I really wanted to. So I feel like it's the, the window same. for me at the end of the day, liking White Sand has started to close a little more. And like, you know, my preconceptions are going to be hard to get around, but I feel like there's no way I get a volume three where I'm like, okay, you know, like there's actually a pretty good resolution. Like, but Chris, I, Chris I don't at least think they've, they're setting it up well enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like Chris more now and Kenton less. I am hopeful about volume three. Because I am always hopeful about these sorts of things. That that's good. <laughs> I I'm setting my expectations low, so I hope they'll exceed them. How about that? You know, I want I want to set my expectations really low because they should put that on the back cover of the volume I'll, three. I'll just, I want to set my. <laughs> I'll just say, listeners, that uh, I have some issues with the prose ending of White Sand. I have quite a few, and. So I'll set my expectations really low. Maybe maybe they'll change something and make like a revelation feel good. But one of our criticisms before is that we didn't really get uh, the culture, and I I don't think mm-hmm. that was improved here really at all. No, not really. Well, and and Chris has kind of that's another element for character that I don't think survived the the this like the graphic novelization process is that she had a lot more interest in cultures and was like actively pointing out details in her pov and in her mind and she hasn't really she's never done that she yeah she's more focused on the actual direct science now which maybe makes more sense for her character but does make us lose like her, the thing she's drawing attention to when she's like oh you know this is how this works this is this is the type of clothing that men wear versus the type of clothing women wear you know yeah but that would be really hard to put in there so i there is a loss to that because that's that whole getting to know the cultures and that's kind of what our issue is <laughs> an, yeah. an, an issue with uh what these dayside cultures are yeah uh any other thoughts about volume two like i kind of think more of the same uh didn't really yeah. feel dramatically different it was a lot of politicking didn't really take forever so i liked that it was pretty fast personally it did feel faster than the first one which is probably good. Uh, which is interesting that it did feel fast. Because the first one had more action, I thought. But the first you know. one did have more action because the action was probably the weakest part in this one, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It Well, sorry. The repeated assassinations got samey. Yeah, which is something that like is a big problem with the pros, too. Like That was something I did not pick up on until I'm looking at it a second time. Yeah. But... But yeah, it's, it's an early it's an early work and it and it wasn't heavily revised and it shows. Uh, yeah, it, it wasn't heavily revised and that that's kind of my central issue that it's the same basically. Yeah, I although honestly I don't really know what Brandon's options are at this point. Like, his Teldane has to be a part of the Cosmere now. Like, there's no so yeah. like we might just have to accept an imperfect adaptation of this world and that we're never really gonna. I mean, be too pleased with how it turned out. You know, we're 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 gonna get bad books eventually that uh and not it's fine if you like white sand there are many people that really like white sand i'll say i don't know i would say many <laughs> no there are def no there are definitely people who like really loved the pros i i don't think there's many who oh, the really pros. loved i'm not sure there's many who no. really loved the graphic novel no that's what that's what that's what i thought you sure, were saying sure okay, yeah. but uh like i thought the pros was imperfect and mm. had many flaws and they're not really being fixed and a lot of people are having like translation issues with the move to a graphic novel, like uh, where we kind of lost what we liked about it, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, even prose books, we're going to get bad 
uh, some bad Brandon books. I think. Yeah. Hashtag well, calamity. <laughs> I like calamity. We're going to get books that we personally do not like. Right. 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 Indeed. And Which that has already happened. Like that has already happened. That's right. But it's it's going to be rough when it's a main Stormlight book. Oh, we when Stormlight Seven is just dragged, yeah, and you're like, "Oh, like, damn!" Yeah. And Moash is now the flashback character, and you're just like, "Why are we?" It's not going to be the flashback character. Um, well, I'll start that urban legend. <laughs> no, stop it! I'll edit it out of the podcast. Um, <laughs> so, any last thoughts on Volume Two? I don't think so. Well, meh. I mean, it it's still meh. It's more of the same. There's an art style change, but midway through, so it's weird. Yeah, I hope they keep that. That's my last thought, I guess. Yeah, I, I do hope they keep the art style change. Yeah, indeed. Now that we've said it, it's definitely not going to happen, but... Yeah. Uh, Alright, so we're going to end with our new segment, Who's That Cosmere Character? Who's that Cosmere Character? <laughs> I love that jingle. <laughs> <laughs> So, this time I'm going to host it. Uh, ben did the last one. You might need uh, a paper or a notepad file to uh, do these clues. And there's going to be five clues. Uh, there okay. are no more difficulty levels. It could be anyone in the Cosmere. Uh, okay. And, and so, for each clue, you guys get a guess. And uh, then we'll move on to the next clue. So if I, we get it, do you tell us, or do you just yeah, keep going? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, okay. and then I'll tell the okay. the audience what the other clues are. Because uh, okay. last time we, we got uh, the first character in two guesses in two clues, and the second person, the second character in one clue. <laughs> so, oh, it, and Ben's it, like, it "Oh be, crap, I got to make these." It better. will be hard to stump us. We're pretty good at this. I know, yes. I know. When you, you guys in particular, I know these are all from Ben. I didn't make these. So, okay, all right. Clue one. This character had to keep a secret for a long time. Oh, do we guess now? You can guess. You can. You don't okay. have to guess. See, it's funny because the only thing that came that comes to my mind is Kevin from The Office when he's trying to not tell everyone. Okay, about great. great. Thanks <laughs> for that. Guess. That's probably it's probably not Earth's Kevin not from in, The Office. Earth's not in the Cosmere. All right. Unless it's Reckoners. Okay. All right. Next. So clue. I'll let you go first if you have a guess. Yeah. Oh, okay. Do, do you? Have no, a guess like, I do not have a guess. Okay, like that's a pretty broad thing. Okay. Okay. Go for it. Ten soon. No. Okay. All right. Ooh, okay. That's a good guess. Next. Yeah. Next one. Oh, this next clue uh, refutes ten soon immediately. This okay. character has a sibling. Well, now I'm thinking Vin, but I'm like, is there a secret she has to tell? Like. That she that she is a ska and the nobles. It's Vin. There we go. There's my guess. No. Okay. My guess is Renarin. No. Wow. Okay. Jeeves Jeeves so made bad. these ones better. These, these yeah, ones are no. better. Uh next clue. This character is more commonly known under an alias. Oh, that, that should be helpful, honestly. They get they yeah. it gets more clear as you move on. Yeah, here. Yeah, here, here. I like talk about how good we are at this, and then not get it at all. No, um, we, 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 we've spruced it up since the last time. Okay, I worked. Let's see. Uh, with Jesus. an alias. An alias. 
I, I, I've got too many character names. Like, it's too broad. You can pick one. Um, is it Orsier? No. I don't know if you count the Chandra as siblings, but just an idea. No. <laughs> I do not have a guess at this time. Okay. All right. Ooh. All right. All right. This character is from Skadriel. Okay. I, okay. So at least we're on, I'm on the Skadriel angle yes. right now. Yes. Sibling. Does Reen does 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 Reen have a nickname? I don't think so. I'm gonna say Reen because I don't remember if he has a nickname, but <laughs> no, it's probably not. He doesn't have a nickname. <laughs> okay, but he he had to keep a secret that Vin was alive and he has a sibling. So cool. That was, I had two of the cool. three. Cool. We're choking, Ian. I know. This is easy. This is easy, Eric. Are you just like over there, like laughing to yourself? Uh no, I wouldn't say this one is particularly easy. Okay. You're, you're, you will hit yourself when you know who the character is. Yeah, okay. What's the last clue? This character... Oh, I know who it is. I know who, who it is now. It? It's Zane. No. Damn it. I th- <laughs> and I, you got he, two guesses, was, but, so... No, but she had a... She, he was the watcher. He had to keep a secret That's about That's a stupid that, secret about with being the watcher. On her side. That's dumb. He's on schedule. Okay. Last clue. This character was spiked. It's not Zane. Zane. It's not Zane. <laughs> Penrod? Oh, no. Oh, 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 oh. Quentin, the uh, the citizen. Oh, you're right. It, it's the citizen. It's, it's Quellian, it. but I'll give it to you. Okay. Quentin is, the citizen. Yeah, yeah, it's not Quentin. Yeah, there. I do want to point out that all of these clues also apply to Look, Zane. It doesn't. It doesn't matter what you feel. It is. It, it. No. No. There's no feeling. I'm just saying that, like, in the in like the the logic tree unique, diagram, we didn't have like a uniqueness thing on this. We're thinking of a. Oh, I know. I'm just saying character. that. I had a reasonable yeah. guess. Do it, just do kidding. It. That was a good one. Do you want to do yeah, that? Yeah, that was really fun. That was a solid. One? That was let's solid. do one more. Sure. I have okay. one. Okay. All right. All right. So this is a new character, guys. If if you got Quellian before uh, these Congrats. guys did, good job. Comment below, and now we'll just have forty comments. I'm or if like, you also oh, yeah, think totally that Zane is a reasonable alternative, <laughs> comment below. <laughs> Please give your angry messages to Overlord Jeebus. Um, <laughs> All right, next one. This character is part of a secret organization of people. Oh, probably from Rashar. Okay. Ayatel. Just shot in the dark. No. Mr. Suit. No. <laughs> this character keeps a lot of secrets. Okay. Uh, um, it's like there's the a same lot of one. secrets going on here. Uh, yeah, I know, right? I mean, if you're in a secret org- organization, it's probably predicated. You probably do you have, have a, a secret. Secrets, yeah, no, that's but, true. That's uh, you true. never know. Yeah. See, I'm I'm thinking of ha- is Harry Potter now with like the secret no, keeper, but whatever. No. Harry Potter is uh, also not in the cosmos. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. Brandon was talking about doing a crossover with nope. something else nope. already. Nope. Earth's not in the cosmos. Emerald here. City Con. No. Nope. Okay. Um. Uh. I'm thinking though. You got to guess, Ian. I do not. Keep secrets in a secret organization. Mraze. No. This character. Is a magic user. Is it Teft? No. Teft is a solid guess. I feel like like we're 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 good on the Rashar angle because that's where like all the secret societies apparently live. Um, trying to think if there's someone like in the Skybreakers that would be good. Uh, no, I got no guess for this one. All right, this character is a confirmed murderer. 
Is it Shalon? Yes, it is Shalon. Really? <laughs> yep, it is Shalon. Okay, I was like, Got that's actually be- pretty clever. Yeah, yeah. yeah that this, is. So this is why Ben said there's no more difficulty levels, so we give vague clues for something easy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, I like that. That, yeah. that. I was like, okay, she at this point, like... <laughs> and the last clue is this oh. character has killed several of their family members. <laughs> oh, okay, that would have narrowed it right down. Yeah. But you're, you're completely right. Secret organization. Ah, Roshar. <laughs> yeah. It's a pretty safe bet. It's not... It's like if you're on cell, it's like, okay, the eerie, and like, that's our thing. I guess maybe Doc or whatever. Or the set. You got those. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed Who's That Cosmic Character? And I hope you enjoyed our uh, very positive White Sand Volume 2 podcast. And uh, if you have a Who's That Cosmere character uh, set of clues, send it to Who's That Cosmere character at gmail.com. I'll put that link in the uh, liner notes uh, and we'll use them eventually. It's we're, we're getting- W-H-O-S-T, not W-H-O-S-E-T. Yes. Is, okay. Yes. Yes. Was that username not already taken? Huh. No. No. Uh, but we have it now. So send those. Please feel free to uh, like, subscribe, follow us on 17shard.com, Twitter, Facebooks, all the stuff. And we'll see you all. Well, not for White Sand Volume 3 for a while, I'll tell you that. But we'll have another podcast for you next week. Bye. Adios. Call. And now, 17 Shard Productions presents The Lord Mastral has a request. Canton! Canton! Get me my boombox! It's very important for the ritual! No way, Dad! I'll never do that! Canton! You never do anything! You never turn on my ceiling fan! You're such a disappointment as a Sandmaster! <laughs> See you guys next time.